yeah, we can record it and then um, they can choose whatever they like. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Hello, my name is Shabina Aslam. I'm the creative engagement producer for Northern Broadsides Theatre Company. And I'm here today with two fabulous panellists, both of whom are newcomers to Halifax. And I've got with me Gul and Arslan. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Gul? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Gul. Uh, I live in Halifax about one and a half year. So... Uh, my original country is Kazakhstan. Uh, it's a big country uh, with uh, small population. Yeah. And I'm also I'm a mother of two kids. Uh, and I have family here, my husband and my two kids. Thank you. Um, Arsalan? Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Arsalan. Uh, I'm from Kurdistan. Uh, I am 30 years old. I'm a software engineer. And I have been in Halifax for two years. That's fantastic. Thank you. So um, both of you uh, speak fantastic English, but I would love to hear you introduce yourselves in your mother tongue. So Gul, can you introduce yourself again, please, but this time in Kazakh? Thank you. Uh, I want uh, to tell, like, uh, one of our poems, uh, like, Mien Kazakh pon Manulip Mantelgen. It means I'm a Kazakh with... Actually, I can't <laughs> exactly the translation, so... So there's no translation for that? <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Thank so. you. No problem. So, Aslan, what's your mother tongue? Uh, it's uh, Kurdish Horami. So could you introduce yourself in Horami, please? All right. Men namem Arsalana, Sisale Tamenma, Duesal in Halifax in Amazing. So was that the same as what you said before in English? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, um, so we're we're here exploring what it means to be northern, right? So, are you from the north of Kazakh or the south of Kazakh? Um, no, I am actually in, from the central. Oh, yeah. Uh, in my country, also is north south is a different Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What in how way in what ways is it different in the north and south of Kazakh? Some of the language, I mean, accents or some of the... Also, the climate is different, yeah? Really? North is a little bit cold, south is a... It's like, I think sometimes I feel like same in England, so yeah. (laughs) All right, thank you. What about you, Asla? You know, I in my country I was in a northwest. It's a little same, I think, with the uh, now in the Halifax, but uh, because of about our climate, we have uh, two uh, four seasons almost. But in the UK, in the Halifax, just uh, raining, and you know, some days like today, it's a sunny days. It's more, you know, it's quite difficult, but. 
It's nice. Okay, so in what ways is um, British culture very different from Kazakh culture? Yeah, uh, I think every culture is different uh, because every nation has their different things and the language is different and climate is different. Uh, also, the lifestyle is different. And British people is what I like that uh, more politely. And even uh, in the morning you are... Uh, a raining day and you feel uh, not well so someone is telling you good morning it, it helps more so I like these things yeah because most of my country if you do not know the person uh, you are not telling like good morning or hi so yeah it, it is I it doesn't mean definitely but mostly like we use that, yeah. Well, people are more friendly here. Yeah. To strangers, you mean? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So have you noticed a difference between the north and south in the UK? Here is uh, every time windy, raining, but I think the north of England is more warm, hot, more hot. Oh, really? You think I, think it's... So, I think so. <laughs> Just I heard. I don't know. Well, um, Yorkshire... Because you know, you understand, we're in the county of West Yorkshire within Yorkshire. It's known as um, God's own country. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the local people like to do. How they like to describe the environment, God's own country. What do you think about that? Mm, I don't know, but it, I I have heard they say the Yorkshire is the you know the the best uh, place. You know, it's a more uh, beautiful area in the UK. Than, yeah, yes. I have. Yeah. I think I think that's what they mean when they say uh, God made it. <laughs> that's what they mean. It was made by God. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, because I have been, uh, you know, Bolton Abbey and uh, uh, Castle Crack. Yeah. And this, you know, around Halifax, that place is amazing. Oh, I you, love. And yesterday you went to Gadding's Dam, didn't you? What was that like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you swim? Yeah, I swam. Yeah. So, um, what about you, Gul? Have you managed to see any of the countryside? Uh, yeah, in London, we really discovered uh, the place of where the Halifax, we have been in Hampton Bridge. Uh, we have been also the, near the river, where uh, I don't know how it costs, near our house this side. So, it's really a good place, I think. Yeah. So, I think you're learning a lot about the culture through your children, by the sounds of things. Yeah. Is that right? We are speaking Russian, Turkish, uh, and our language, Kazakh. So, sometimes they are mixing all of them. Wow. Oh, nice. Give me a yeah. sense. Can you think? Um, I can give you an example. I've heard little... Um, Asian children in my neighborhood doing the same thing. For example, kiss my ungli. I think that might be rude, but it means ungli is finger. Kiss my finger. <laughs> kiss my ungli. It's brilliant. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a combination of two different languages together in the same sentence. Can you give me an example of Kazakh, Russian, and English together in a sentence? Sometimes, for example, they're telling. Uh, Help us, uh, for example. They're telling, help me, uh, 
is it my language or the Italian help help for this in other words is in Russian so help es me yeah help es me yeah help me help es me and what might be a Russian word in the same sentence help es me help me yeah Help Minya. Oh, very good. I like that. Help yeah. Minya. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. In um, in my British Asian culture, we do we have done the same thing in theatre because you know I work for a theatre company, and there are many Asian artists. By Asian, I mean brown people right. <laughs> who were originally from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, so the South Asian. Yeah. So we're neighbors, kind of. Um, we have a tradition of using two languages together in our art, yeah? Uh, English with uh, one of our Indian languages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's so maybe this is the new north, right? <laughs> Mixing different languages together. How exciting. So what about you, Aslan? Have you do you do that with your friends mix kurdish uh, yeah exactly because you know in iran we speak farsi and kurdish and as well so we have a uh, you know kurdish farsi turkish and arabic language in iran and other different but it, they are main language and we mixed but i, I try to remember but i couldn't I, I can't understand. And we have an I remember last week I told my friend about that. I I say the sentence. Uh, I think I used to I used to four language for different <laughs> you know in the exactly the one sentence. Oh that's really funny. My because I so I was born in Kenya and my mother can speak Swahili. I could speak Swahili when I was a child. You know it's the East African it's an uh, yeah. it's an East African language. Mm-hmm. So some words uh, that I think were Indian language words, Punjabi, uh-huh. are actually African words. And I didn't know. I'm speaking right. different languages and I didn't even know that. Like um, <laughs> Sufreya. Sufreya means uh, pot, cooking pot, but it's in Swahili. Yeah. So she will say to me, uh, give me the Sufreya. Right. But using Punjabi and Swahili. And uh, when I said that to some other Asian friends, they didn't know what I was talking about. Because, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just... You know, one of the funny things was I was dreaming with, with uh, different languages. Oh, right. <laughs> one day I was dreaming about... I was talking in my dream uh, in English, in Turkish, in... Russia and in my mother language, Kazakh. So uh, when we wake up, I was talking, yes, I can speak in English very well because I'm dreaming in English. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, we were talking about um, art and culture before, yes? So, um, and we, uh, Asla, we were talking about um, cooking. Right. So, so, Cooking, your mother's cooking, is that art or is it culture? It's absolutely art. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more, go on. Because, you know, art or crafty, you say, I think, mm-hmm. it's a, when you made a new thing, it's an art, and that's why my mom makes the thing and she made the food. It's an art, I think. It's You should be have a good 
you know, talent to make a good thing yeah. as well. It's not, it's art, I think. Yeah, I think often people think of art as the elite. You need to have special um, talent or education to make art. But so can anybody make art? Sure. Go. Yeah, sure. Because, you know, uh, I think it is uh, how you can to view the things here. Yeah? For example, if I'm cooking, uh, if I was sort, I'm making brilliant art. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. If I was sort like I should cook, it's traditional because most of the Asian women cooking, it's like their job. So it will be like a job just so if I will look like uh, art, so I think it is art. Everything is art. Yeah. Just people are thinking it's, uh, they, they make uh, big differences. So they mm. thinking if art is a big thing, I should to draw or artist or something like that. Everyone is artist in this life. So tell me, let's talk about cooking a bit more. So um, what do you cook? What kinds of things do you cook? In lockdown, I did a lot of art. <laughs> yeah, I learned uh, from the YouTube channel a lot of uh, food skills. So uh, I start cook uh, most of the Turkish foods. And you learned from YouTube? Yeah, I learned from YouTube. So did you learn anything from your mother? <laughs> yeah. What did you learn from your uh, mother? I learned, but I learned not well, I think, because I couldn't make... You couldn't make, be bothered to listen to her. Uh, I couldn't make... I still couldn't make, like, her. our traditional borsak. It is uh, from the flower. Uh, I think the most of the African has the same, like, a sweets. It is uh, some of the type of a bread, but uh, we are... Uh, calling it bowersack. So your mother taught you how to make it, but you can't make it very good. So now you're just copying recipes off YouTube. Oh dear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so is this art or is this culture? I don't know. Let's talk to Aslan. Hey, what do you cook at home? And to be honest, I don't like cooking. Oh my god. god. Yeah, that's why. But because I'm single, I have to cook. Oh, and I cook rice and uh, uh, other. Iranian and Kurdish uh, food and just uh, and how did you learn those to be honest uh, uh, during uh, you know when I was student that's why I have to learn that's only and sometimes I get uh, help from my friend and my family as well my sister Oh, so She's you, a good cook. Uh, so for you, it was similarly, it was passed down. So it's like uh, information is given through yes, family. Right. And so is this culture? Is that how, what we mean by culture? If it's given, if it's something which is given from one generation to the next, from mother to son, sister to brother mm. to... All right, I know, I got your point, I think so. That you mean the culture and art is the same. 
because you know that we learn like a folklore yeah you call yes. uh, yeah it comes from other yes. person we cook but it's uh, this is art and as well culture it's come from the fact. every culture is art <laughs> yeah making we are art uh, for example we are calling it it is culture yeah uh, i can um, i think for example the head uh, scars uh, who is using Actually, the general is a Muslim woman. Muslim. Uh, so it is a uh, sometimes uh, it is a culture, but it is art. They're making a lot of fashion. <laughs> oh yes, 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 that's a good point. Yeah, and African dresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they making the different dresses. Yes. Different fashion. Yes. But most people is calling like uh, they are traditional clothes. Yeah. But it is art as well. So um, I liked what you that's I liked what you're saying. Um, so Aslan, you said before um, the way I was talking about um, cooking was a bit like folklore. Yeah. It's passed from. Uh, one the older people to the young people right um so therefore cooking is also like art because it is uh, a heritage which is given and then and i think with with us we when we copy the same recipes maybe it's from youtube or from our sister we add something new right yeah Is that what we say? So, therefore, maybe this is it's what like, northern culture is now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like bringing lots yes, of different things together, different things from the past, um, and making something new. Like we said about the language, like uh, using languages from all our different um, backgrounds, all our all of our different heritage, using Kazakh. Russian English together using um, cookery from your mother, sister, YouTube. So we are drawing influences from lots of different places and making something new. Exactly. Like uh, now we have uh, 54 different uh, people from uh, 2054 different country. It's mean we have uh, in Halifax, we have a uh, uh, 54 different language. And it's will, you know, in the future, maybe there's some uh, words come from this different language and mix with the North, uh, you know, language. It's, yeah, it's yeah. possible. It's make a different and it's an art as well. That's right. What do you think, Gil? Yeah, I think definitely is there different cultures, different people uh, with it from the different countries. For example, I have the neighbor, uh, she's from Pakistani, Asian, I mean. Uh, sometimes she wearing the Pakistani traditional clothes, but she can't speak Urdu, <laughs> she speaks in English. So you can see, uh, if you will look to her, uh, you will say, oh, she's a Pakistani, but she's not Because everything is, uh, she feel, she speak in English. She was born here in UK, so uh, she makes the art Pakistani English people. So mm. I think 
Yeah, uh, definitely in the north has a new cultural art things. Yeah. That's really interesting. Before you said it was important for your children to learn their mother tongue. So if your children become like your Pakistani neighbor, how how is that? Is that okay? I think is it okay because I can't I can't uh, you know I can't uh, keep the con- control by them because they have the uh, life here. Uh, they're in school all the day. So, and also, they, uh, if they will think their future in UK, why not? It doesn't mean they are not Kazakh people. Uh, their language is uh, different only. So, uh, I never thought that it will be better and a good opportunity if they will know mother language. But if they c- can't, it is not so much problem for me. What do you think, Aslan? You're not even, um, you're just single, aren't you? Yeah, I'm so... single. But, you know, I as well, I, I am thinking about that for oh. future, yeah. Uh, it's uh, very important for me if I have a children, they can speak my mother tongues. Because uh, I really scared, be, we, you know, as I part of the Kurdish, very small population, we are Horami people. It's I scared maybe in a, uh, because in our country we can't read and write by our language. It's the government, the system don't let us, and that's why uh, we are uh, afraid of that. Maybe in a thirty, fifty years, uh, you know, in the future, it will be, you know, disappear. We you, we can't find someone and speak Horami. That's why I try to teach them. But uh, as well, I don't want, you know, compulsory to, you have to speak. It's uh, their choice, but I try during the, because they go to school and they, you are they, around the city, they can speak uh, English. It's if they can speak my mother tongue, it's uh, very nice. And as well, can helpful. it will be helpful for them because you'll be multilingual. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, sometimes I'm thinking, it is called mother language, so if I will speak with this language very well, they can speak. Um, reading, what about reading and writing? Can you read and write in your uh, home? Uh, what's it? Horami. Horami. Yeah, yeah, I Horami. can. You can read yeah, and write. Yeah, I, I, I learn by myself. That's it. Not any, you know, somewhere else because I know it's important. I try to learn. Yeah, me too. Uh, we're using the letters from Kyrillic, uh, like a Russian, so not Latins. So, yeah, we can, and my kids can uh, read and write. Fantastic. So you were, te- you were talking about um, your culture being under threat, Arsalan, right. um, in Kurdish culture being small and... Right. Fear of losing it. Can you tell me a little bit more about Kurdish culture? What does it? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. What does it look like? <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, uh, um, always we, you know, 
We live in a between a mountain. It's a high mountain. In a winter, it's a, every year in a winter comes more than ten meter, six meter uh, snow. We have and we have a special road between the city, you know, on a mountain. Just it's a spring road you call. You know, it's a, from the autumn to uh, on March. It will be closed because they're full of snow. And uh, we uh, famous. We call the people call us. We are uh, you know have a hard hard life. You know, we are hard. We are we are do hard working. And it's uh, we have a traditional uh, special as well uh, clothes. It's as well special um, shoes we made by uh, we made by wrists, you know, by wool of wool as well. It's so, a special for the. It's used to in a, just spring and summer because <laughs> it's. Uh, 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 Able to wet, be wet. Okay. And, yeah. Okay, sounds a bit like the mountains of Yorkshire, really, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, and bigger than a small. <laughs> okay, <laughs> small city, yeah. <laughs> small city. All right, your mountains are bigger. <laughs> so, tell me, what do you do for fun? What is the art and oh, culture wow. in uh, your town, village? Where yeah, yeah, let me tell you. It's a mo- very interesting because... Uh, we made it our uh, clothes, you know, as well. The, that special sh- shoes is made all by hands and made it. The woman do more. The m- man uh, made it. The uh, you know the uh, what do you call the behind the shoes? You know what do you call the, the sole? All right, the sole and the woman they made it the up other parts and therefore. Uh, Leisure and at the interesting art, we have a special uh, uh, dancing. We we dance uh, in a group, not alone. It's a, it has to be group, and as well, our dancing has a uh, lots of meaning because we get together and by hand like a chain, we you know close together and uh, has a, it's mean uh, united. We are united as well. The first one in a group, we when we dancing. They uh, spray the uh, cloth. It's a cloth we used in the past. We used to white cloth. It's mean a piece mm. as well. And when we, uh, in during dancing, we put our feet on a floor. Uh, it's mean a, a power, you know, something like that. So um, do you get the chance to do anything like that here? Uh, yeah, <laughs> last month we had the exhibition in a Santa Agustin Center, and then I tried to dancing with the people. And what kind of music would you dance to? Uh, Kurdish music is, uh, you know, we it's dancing just for the with the uh, happy okay. song, you know. That's, uh, uh, I've, I've seen dancing like that. It's when um, there's a line of people and you have your arms around each other. Exactly. And um, I've saw some in Syria, and the, but they were kicking their legs really high. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But it's different because you know the Kurdish people in you know is a part of in Syria, part of in Turkey, oh, yes, part of in right. Kurdistan, Iraq, and Iran. 
That's why the, it has a different uh, dancing. Oh, thank you. Mixing the traditional, I think, yeah. 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 So what about nightclubs? Do you like nightclubs? Dancing in nightclubs? I can, you know. <laughs> no? It is nice. I like it. But it's, you know, completely different with our dancing. But I'm okay. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Gull? Um, where do you come from in Kazakh? What's the name of the place? The name of your town? Oh, uh, it changed p- few times. So oh. before was Astana, now is more European and Kazakh. Uh, for example, we have the a lot of celebrations uh, from the born to the yeah uh, die baby. Uh, so. Uh, wedding is a different big celebration. Oh, can you tell me about a wedding then? Tell yeah. me about your party. So you have parties basically parties, from yeah. from birth to death, and weddings yeah. are huge. Tell me yeah. about a typical wedding then. So uh, wedding is uh, makes starts from the part of the girls' part. So uh, girls' parents making uh, like wedding the same. It calls kazato. It means uh, giving the goal. So the you know uh, we starting from the gifts, presents, the big tradition, and uh, finishing uh, to wedding. So uh, dancing. Uh, celebrating gifts, a lot of presents, and the main thing is the guests, the big guests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is about you know uh, about hundred between even two thousand people will invite to the wedding. And you also have a Muslim heritage, is that right? Yeah, uh, there. Generally, about the seventy percent of the people are saying they are Muslims, but uh, we have a little bit difference uh, because most of the people doesn't practice. So we are Muslim people, but more like European. Oh, I see. So, do you think that's to do with the um, the Russians, the mm. the time spent under? I occupation. Yeah, because you know the the, the uh, one of the strange things is uh, someone is telling when you asking, "I am Muslim." Yeah, I am Muslim, and uh, using alcohol is uh, fine. <laughs> okay. Even even uh, people saying, "I'm yeah, I'm Muslim," they feel like a Muslim, but. They're using alcohol or cigarette, it's fine for them. So uh, I think the little bit, uh, the cause of we had a long time part of the Russia, yeah. So what I'm getting is uh, that because uh, Kazakh, um, similarly to what Aslan was saying, um, that your culture has um, been controlled and a lot of it has been lost because yeah. of occupation by other nations. Is that correct? Is yeah, that... yeah, sure. And still we have the problem with our languages in my country. You know, most of the people can't speak even mother language in my country. 
not so uh, we we are using the two language officially Russian and Kazakh. So, however, some of the our how I can say parliament members can't speak in Kazakh. So, the parliament members yeah. cannot speak Kazakh. Yeah, mother language they speak in Russian. That's it. Uh, how do you feel about that? About the loss of culture. It, it is strange because uh, if you have the uh, country and long history, big history, uh, but you lost in the way this. So, so, so sim- you both you have a similar story: losing culture because of being under occupation. How do you feel about it, Asla? Yeah, exactly. Just. Before that, uh, shall I speak about the, our big celebration? Please, and yeah. Nowruz, we call oh, Nowruz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the first day in a spring. Yeah. It's uh, our uh, dancing as as well. It's a specific for that time, and we used to dancing in a you know celebration in a wedding, and as well the that's first day of spring. We get together in a specific place. We make a big fire. You know, like a bonfire in the November, <laughs> but we, you know, that's why I think I'm not good in a, you know, about history. But the, our ancestors was uh, Zorist, the practice Zoriste. You know, do you know about Zor- yeah, yeah Zoriste? Yes, that's why the uh, uh, fire is a, a saint. There is a holy for us, and we that day we make a big fire and with the nice uh, song we dancing around the fire that, that's why yeah it's a uh, one of the our celebration and the uh, culture so that was the uh, zoroastrian zoroastrian yes. yeah sorry yeah in my country is the same we are celebrating Nowruz. really yeah uh, you know we are trying to make it like a traditional we in my country not using more hair but we are using the traditional things like uh, we making our, you know, house, uh, Namat house. It is uh, like, it calls uh, yurta. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes. Like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Nowruz is the same in my country. Yurt. New Year. The, the houses, the yurt. Yurt. Like tents. Like tents. I've seen them in movies in Mongolian yeah. Mongolian movies. It, it, it is the... like a nomads houses. Yeah. <laughs> you call nomad. 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 Nomad is the the that thing you made the tent or no? No, just you call the name. Who is uh, how it nomad? Yeah, somebody who moving all this. Moving all this. Oh, I, I got it. Yeah. 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 yeah we have. Seen, we, yeah. Yeah, we are nomad people. Yeah. So yeah, I that's am a <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you, both of you, are like yeah. nomads, quite, no, always are. moving, moving, <laughs> yes. using horses. Why we like horses a lot? So. so it's interesting that both of you come from cultures which are under occupation and have slowly been lost and now you are here trying to not lose <laughs> your culture but yeah. also happy to change with your yeah if you yeah if you choose you know for change it's okay but if you'll be uh, under pressure 
is a completely different because it's uh, affected you know your future because i have to uh, now i uh, when i try to speak english i thinking farsi <laughs> you know it's a completely different with if i it's i think it's affected to learning it's you can be little slow not faster because if i couldn't if i could uh, speak uh, reading and writing in a school by my mother tongue it will be more helpful to be a quick to fast learner as well hmm. i think so you, you know uh, i think in my opinion now is the world has no any world is uh, changed now uh, before we told for example asia europe africa like that now i, I feel like world is wanting because hmm. so the internet is made a big uh, jump or big things so uh, even i am in uk uh, i can feel my tradition kazakh everything so it is not like we have the walls yet so oh yes you have uh, transnational Yeah. networks you are yeah. able to keep in touch with other yeah. kurdish people or other kazakh people all over the world because oh, of the internet yeah. yes that's true so um we're going to finish off now and uh, maybe you could tell me how you would like to imagine the future what the future for us here in halifax what do you think it will be like aslan As I have seen Halifax, there is a friendly area. The people is friendly, and I, uh, I know uh, Halifax. Twenty um, years ago, started to be a dispersal area. A lot of different people come to here. It will be uh, like a small world, <laughs> you know. And I hope so. All together, we can have a, we can live without any problem, without any racism, without any other bad things that's why i hope so and i have seen in a halifax is fine so that's really beautiful aslan thank you so you think of halifax as being um a mirror for the rest of the world it's like the center of the world because yeah. there are so many nationalities here exactly. thank you gul in my mind always was halifax was uh, close like imagine uh, with that Halifax Bank. So I was thinking uh, if uh, name the place is the same with bank, some it should be big future. So I think in future Halifax can grow up more and new buildings maybe will change their people's life and something else in new workplaces. I think if a little bit in my image uh, Halifax needs a little bit uh, new buildings and new places just it <laughs> other things is uh, so nice here that yeah. sounds great thank you so much thank you for your time today thank you Aslam thank my you Gul thank, thank you, you too hello I am Millie Gaston In this segment, I will be chatting to artists across an array of disciplines, from writers to performers, 
backstage and anything in between about their experience of working in theatre. I am very excited to welcome Ibrahim Bangura, leader of Rapar Drama, a group of people from many different countries who speak many different languages and who are many different ages. Together, they make theatre. Their initial project, Incredible Week for the Banks, was co-created by a company of 10 artists over the course of six months. Their first play was a comedic exploration of cultural clash, a story of two neighbouring families, one African, one English, tackling misunderstanding, awkwardness and prejudice, described as a Romeo and Juliet for modern times. It was performed at Home Theatre as part of Cannes Horizon Festival and the Met during Refugee Week 2019. Following on from the success, the company was granted an Awards for All grant. This money is being used to learn new skills and create, over a nine-week block, pieces of theatre which incorporate the newly learnt skill. They worked on a reduced time frame to better accommodate the intrinsic instability of people's lives in the asylum system. Also, to better facilitate the participation of many people whose memory has been adversely affected by trauma. Hey, Ibrahim, how are you doing? Um, Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Um, My real name is Alimami Bangura. Ibrahim is my Muslim name, but people call me Ibrahim which I accepted, but my real name is Alimami Bangura. So um, thanks for having me in this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. I wondered if you could begin by explaining the benefits of reducing time on projects to help accommodate people in the asylum system. Well, um, like we know, the asylum system is too cumbersome, it's too stressful, it's too um, frustrating. There are many others that surround the system. And... Um, I just believe this is something we can do together and push up the asylum process because we know I can start by myself to give maybe a small biography about myself. I'm an advocate of um, Sierra Leone, advocate for LGBT and people's um, disability. As I'm a disabled people, person, I have mobility problem. So um, um, during my asylum process, I find it very difficult because um, when we started the program at initial stage, we have different people, different um, ethnicity, culture. We have a very difficult start. start. But time goes on, we buckle up and try to put things in place. So what other aspects of the creative process should people consider when working with an asylum seeker? I think one of the most most difficult challenges we face um, is language barrier. We came different parts of the world and we speak different language. Ex- language, but I think it's going to be more challenging. And also the culture, you know, maybe it's for, for example, in my culture, someone can make like this. In another culture, mean an insult. So these are some of the challenges we face. I think the language barrier and culture is one of the big barriers we face in the asylum process. So how do you kind of combat that? How do you... Um integrate languages and uh, yeah, speak to different people? Well, normally I would do it um, like I don't speak French, I don't speak Arabic. What we normally do, we hire interpreter. We hire interpreter. Um, sometimes, you know, like we try to learn the English because this is, we are in England. 
But normally, what we did to combat this situation is when we have interpreter because not everybody speak English frequently. Even me, I'm not uh, my English is somehow somehow, but I'm getting there bit by bit. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what was your journey to becoming a theatre maker? I think um, what led me to be come part of a theatre is that in where I came from, back back in our various country, this is one of the sectors they neglected. Thought thinking that ah, you be an artist, what is the essential of that? But they forgot to know that this theatre can make you forget about every many things. I can still remember when you started it, started it um in Yum a bit by bit. Some people um. It build up confidence. It build your confidence to be more audible. Like I can say, I'm a politician in the making. I'm a theater maker. I'm an advocate. I think you become a theater maker can build your confidence, make you to feel like yes, I can do it. Um, I also believe this this stuff can make people have different perception about theater because when people think about it, especially where we came from from Africa or parts of Asia, they see it as a in the, like an inferior factors. Some people are, even when we started it, it's like you see, they have some nervous, they cannot be, some people cannot even talk in front, in front of five or six people. But you involved in yourself can create a wider horizon, can make you build your self-confidence. And did that love come from Africa? Yeah, yeah I started it from Africa. Um, like I was saying, I brought, um, back, home, back in my country, I used to have like, we call it concert. I don't know if the way they call it a concert where I will perform. We try to encourage younger ones to come, although we know it was a very difficult, um, difficult scenario, difficult stuff by then. But yes, we try to push it up because what I know in life, if you have someone that can push up something, nobody can follow up. Although it's a very, it was a very difficult challenge back home, but I started in Africa and I just pray and continue and hope that in the long run, I can develop it here and move it back to parts, some parts of the world, change the horizon of people that you, the way you think about art or performing is very different from the way yeah, it's the actual um, play or the actual act is. What is a challenge you faced in your career and how have you overcome it? Well, most of, one of the most challenges I face is fear, like panicking, because you don't know. For example, we can make up a big theater. You don't know if the people are going to like it. If the people will appreciate it. That was one of my fears I was facing. I was also, um, the other fears I faced, criticizing. Sometimes you be in stage, you think you have done your best. You know, you have like clap for you. You know, all those things sometimes make you feel, oh, am I good enough? Like, um, I think also the other challenge we face is financial constraints because... If you don't have um, resources together, you cannot put on a, a, a powerful performance. So I think these are some of the challenges we face during the process. So how do you tackle those? How do you combat um, the fear and also being able to find resources? Or how could people support um, finding resources? Well, I think we I overcome, we overcome it by like giving ourselves more confidence that we can. That is my word. I believe that word, we can. We can do it. If I do it, I believe I can also do it. And the other thing, how we overcome it is like continuous rehearsal. Continuous rehearsal. Putting people together, talk to them. We know it is a very difficult situation. Some of you, this is your first time of coming to a podium. 
Some people, I can still remember when I was in university, I have a, a, a professor that is one of our challenges, talking to a crowd of people. She used to sit. She cannot talk to like 500 people. She's a professor. So we try to make, it show, make sure that we talk to these people, tell them that you can do it. Try to um, look at their, 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 their loopholes, their, 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 their disadvantaged um, side. Try to build it up. Some people cannot talk in crowd. Some, they have a very good performance stage act. But when it comes to speak, they can't. So we try to build it up from that angle. And also, and when it comes to finance, it's through this performance, maybe advocate outside, ask for more funding, maybe go to the media, send requests, and look for partners that we think can help the arts industry because we know um, it is a very difficult time by then. And we pray and hope we have enough people that will come into our aid and help us um, make sure those people have their, um, what should I say, have their, achieve their goals because we know it's very difficult. Art is a very difficult thing because it's very, it's very cumbersome. Like I just said, cannot be out there. You need um, more support. You need um, confidence. You need somebody that can give you. You can, you can. Yeah. What themes do you often explore in your work and how do you think they translate to audiences? When normally how we do it, um, because we have different background, different ethnicity, um, we include all sets of people. We don't have discrimination against any because we know this is something we can come together and do to ease our stress. This art sometimes helps us, especially our, when I was an asylum seeker, I used to get anxiety, depression. So normally how we do it is like um, we come together, explain our experiences together, and from that our experiences is what we can extract from that and make it to an art project. Like the, the, the art project you talk about, the, the one we perform in home. I can say it, the, the two family, the people that um, that we are an asylum seeker at the, at the play, as of now, I can say by then I was an asylum seeker, but almost 90% of them got their status. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So you see, it's like, yeah, what we projected is coming to a reality. That is something more suitable about art project. If you project something, maybe in the future, you look at it, yeah, it is um, um it's come to reality, it come to pass. So I'm so happy to say like 95% of us that do the play that that was an asylum seeker at the one part of the story. All of us now we have our lives to remain, but we cannot stop there. We can still fight for the others to join the art project and see how best we can move it forward. Yeah, that's amazing. What work do you want to see being created from other industry professionals and how can we facilitate more voices? Well, I think, um, I just believe like unity, like interconnection, and we, we need all support from all industry to boost up the art industry. Um, we need more support and we need financial support. We need logistics. We need more uh, like more creative leaders, facilitators, because um, we don't know this. UK is not our initial home, but now it's also our home. I was um, in a, another project, art project. We call it the, my home, which is a festival coming on. And I believe if we have this connection, like these people that we come, because be, 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 be realistic, um, um, asylum seekers, some of them have potential. There are potential in them. Um, 
Some of them want to be part of this art project, but there are some barriers that I think is not enabled them because one, they are not allowed to work. I believe if they say, okay, now we can put certain set of people in this industry, let them develop themselves at the end, let them create a job for themselves. I think we need all sector to come in and help the art industry, like the musician, because art involves musician, involves um, and drama, storytelling. So I, we need all those people to come together and help us push up this our project. And how can audiences continue to support your work and the work of other migrants or asylum seekers? I believe um, this is one of the main and uh, thing we we like from audiences. We need to be involved, like helping us. Maybe sometimes we, we do sell tickets, like just support, or maybe give donation. Some yeah, I think we need um, help, like buying our ticket, give donation, um, um, publish our work outside, give um, try to um, encourage us to do more. And what have you got lined up for the rest of the year? Is there any projects that you have um, ongoing? And what can audiences look forward to seeing? Well, now we we, we are trying to have a project, which we are trying, still trying to have another funding. If we have another funding, we have to we want to make a big project before the year end or early next year about this pandemic, how the pandemic affects asylum seekers. We can put that project into an artwork. But presently, we are struggling with funding. That's the issue we are fighting fitting out. Um, we are playing to audience to come into our rescue, the, our aid, if they can donate or um have anything like support, not um, should I say other creative leaders, other industry to come in and help us facilitate because you cannot make any project without funding. Now, what we lack for if any for the project we're about to take is a funding, and we need more creative and more expertise to come in to make our lo- work good, look no good. And I guess you could be facilitating that way in space. And we need space to rehearse. We need equipment. We need bus fare for these travellers. For example, what normally happens during our session, we have bus fare for people that are coming, help them pay back their bus because we know they are not working and they live, in th- they live with £35 a week. And some of these people have family. So normally when they come, we can refund back their bus fare and also provide food for them at the at the, at the rehearsal because we know they are not allowed to work. And at the end of the project, maybe after selling our tickets and get some raise of funding, maybe you can say, okay, because of this good work, you can work 20, 30 pounds because that is like their own salary. Not that it's salary, but just want to encourage them, maybe at the end of the tunnel, when they, when they get the status, at least they have foundation. Maybe some of them will think, let me continue this career. So that is what we want. This is the final episode of The Northern Voice, which um, we have recorded during the opening week of the Paralympic Games. <laughs> I thought I would end this episode slightly differently with a quote from Syrian refugee and Olympic swimmer Yusra Medina. We still are humans We're not only refugees, we are like everyone in the world. We can do something. We can achieve something. We didn't choose to leave our homelands. We didn't choose the name of refugees. We promise again that we are going to do what it takes to inspire everyone. Wow, so good. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. incredible. You should definitely follow her and uh, watch her story. She's- That's wonderful. That's wonderful. But thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really great chatting to you. Um, and I'm definitely going to come and watch your work. And I can't wait to see what you're doing over in Manchester. Thank you very much. Um, if there's any support, we want to. We, need, we have some talented artists, some talented um, performers. We are looking for any help. Maybe if there's any help, just contact us. We are ready to work with any organization to make sure, because we are all fighting the same fight, which is humanity. And I believe we stand shoulder to shoulder and fight this cause. So I'm very grateful to be part of the podcast and I'm so delighted. And we are ready. I'm ready and we are ready to be part of any project that is coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you.